Just sing it if you know it. Fresh oil from heaven. Let the power of the Holy Ghost fall on me. Anointing oil. Touch my hands. Touch your hands. My mouth and my heart. Feel my life all. Every part. Let the power of the Holy Ghost fall on me. Enslaving yoke of wickedness. Amen. One slow one, then one fast one, like we're in church tonight. Come on, somebody.
Schofield. Whether you're losing or winning, God's the same. I like that. I like the feel of that hot demon blood running on me. When I take him by the beard and run the word of God through his throat. I like that feeling. I have a smell somehow. Demon blood. Big tune right now. If you like that song, to add to your collection, just search for it in the RLM Facebook group. Hot Demon Blood Facebook search. It'll pop right up. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Well, how about we get into the eye of God? Thank you, Jesus, for this wonderful day of wonderful glory. Now everybody's at a different place. Some defeated. Some victorious. Some getting sinned against. Some, some of you sinning against others. You know what? None of that matters because Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. The demon and the sin and all the external activity of sinners and animals and curses or even blessedness or Christian activity all that matters is Christ and him crucified in this world it's all a distraction when the demon possessed sinner full of the dust of the earth attacks you it's to get your focus off of Christ and defend yourself you notice that so when you're a mighty warrior a dread champion in this place you don't let anyone distract you through externalism. You stay the course. It's just a testimony and a testament of your victory that you're on the narrow path, that you're winning and not sinning. And that's why God the Father is grinning. <laughs> and if you're not grinning and some element stole your joy, there's fresh oil for you. The Bible says he anoints my head every morning with fresh oil. Just say fresh oil. Fresh oil. Fresh oil from heaven. None of it is dependent on you. 
None of it's dependent on your family. It's not dependent on your business. It's not dependent on your ministry. It's not dependent... Of all of it is dependent on Jesus in you, yielding to Him within and taking you over on the inside. Then you get steady because He's always ready against Black Betty, which is heroin. Amen? He's always ready. Always ready to get whacked so the devil can get smacked. Amen? Oh, hallelujah. It's interesting in here tonight. You guys look like you're fighting the good fight. Be energized by the spirit of might. The battle belongs to the Lord, not you. You can't win against Kabbalah. Christ in you has already won the victory. Any attempt to add to his victories is witchcraft, and that's why a lot of people get frustrated when they're toddlers in Christ. You don't know my situation, Brandon. You don't know how bad it is. I do. I really, really, really do. And that's how we got so dependent on the anointing instead of anything else ever. And the Holy Spirit's the same yesterday, today, forever. He changes not. Your situation is not even unusual, even though you think it is. Your situation is not unusual. It's common. The Bible says sin or any negative thing you experience on earth is common to all man. Common to everybody. You're, you don't have it the roughest. Oh, you don't. You don't know how bad my spouse is. I do. I know, I know how bad you are too because I sit in my astonishment all flesh is a liar. We're going to burn it up and put on Holy Ghost attire. So guess who's going to wear this body? Jesus is. Who's going to wear your body? Jesus is. Your only job in life is to prepare a body for Jesus to wear. And your spirit is already joined to the Lord. Now it's just yielding your carnal members, mostly the brain. Brain is just... Whew something else mostly the heart the heart has all kinds of feelings and emotions temptations in the heart temptations in the brain don't let any of them seize you let no temptation and if you get seized by some kind of demonic thing in your heart in your brain that's beating you up stealing your joy it just means you don't know Jesus as well as you thought you did and that's what growing up in Christ is all about. Until we no longer pout and we no longer have doubt. Amen? No more doubt and no more pout. In Jesus' name. We want the Faith Hall of Fame. And no longer play the blame game. You know, just look in the mirror. What is a sinner? James says, someone who forgets their reflection. Which means they forget what they're reflecting. All of a sudden, the powers of the air begin reflecting through their waters. And they're burying the image of beasts, birds, and reptiles until they walk in the front door of Joel's bar. And then they just get washed with oil. Begin to bear the image of God once again. 
<laughs> Bear the image of birds and beasts and reptiles all weekend, and then come into Joel's bar and just fix my countenance. It's like a, having a professional makeup artist in here for your spirit. For your spirit to shine forth with a mirror of God's glory, God's joy, God's smiling right now. I can see my Father in heaven smiling. He loves true light. You know what God the Father delights in? The truth. And the truth is light. True light has come into the world and they hated it because it exposed their actions were evil. Their minds and their hearts were not reflecting true light within their spirits. It's all about the Holy Spirit. Form a Holy Spirit within their spirit. You know, that's Old Testament. The Old Testament was forming the Holy Spirit within you. That's written in the Old Testament. You have the New Testament, you have the blood of Jesus. Problem is, is, woo, yeah, a lot of temptation around here in Babylon the Great. You got some desperate, desperate demons to kill, steal, and destroy because if you guys get a hold of righteousness, holiness, purity, angels of sanctification, angels of purification, angels of God's presence, and you start growing in the tree of life, growing in the cross of Christ crucified in you, and you really start to get it, and rivers of anointing oil of joy and gladness and healing begin to spring up in your spirit with the fruits of the spirit coming forth from your spirit and your heart just yields and your emotions yield and your feelings yield to the Holy Ghost and your brain yields and your thoughts bow to the Holy Ghost and your bones yield and your will and your organs and your flesh and blood yield to the Holy Ghost and they bow to the Holy Ghost well guess what you just be raised up as a mature son of God start ruling over the whole universe not mockingly or jokingly not even in immaturity and actual maturity with so much joy pouring out of you that you're like a covering over your whole neighborhood of heaven on earth where nothing of the works of the enemy and the manipulation of money and politics and business and tax systems and religious systems and legal systems and man's works and man's government has any government or jurisdiction over your spirit soul mind and body because you begin to practice righteousness of God the Father's order in his original design so that nothing can beat you up you're as rock solid as Jesus Christ built up in Jesus Christ built up in the Word of God built up in holiness built up in purity and built up in wisdom built up in angelic ability built up in faith torn down in fear torn down in lust, torn down in greed and idolatry and sexual morality, torn down in competition and envy and strife, torn down in jealousy, torn down in all the works of the flesh and built up by the Holy Ghost working in your spirit. 
and you can stand in the day of his great judgment. Why? Because Jesus already does, and you're the bride of Jesus Christ. We just need to get your minds and your hearts and your bones and your marrow focused on the victories of Jesus, the victories of the cross, the victories of his piercings, the victories over his with his beatings, the victories of his beatings, the victories of his scourgings, the victories of his lashings and whippings. By his whippings, you are healed from every sickness and disease. No pestilence can touch you at night. No arrow can touch you at midday if you are in the glory. Hallelujah. That's good preaching. Well, that's just the what your appetite. We're going to talk about Enoch stars at Joel's bars. And it's easy and light, so you can take flight in heavenly delight tonight. No delay. Acceleration. Hooray. And it's going to be a lot of glory. Thank you, Jesus. And so if you're on edge, if there is a trembling and a fear of God for salvation in your bones and marrow tonight, if you're shaking, just remember, salvation is inherited through fear and trembling, the fear of the Lord, the fear of His power, the fear of His luminaries, the fear of His righteousness, the fear of His resurrection the fear of God and you begin to delight in it only your flesh and your heart and your feelings and your brain and your thoughts they'll try to be distracted they'll actually look for things to attach to so as to not be delivered tonight so be focused on the works of the spirit be focused on the angels be focused on the things above Philippians 4 8 says don't be focused on the things below. Just cast every care. He cares for you. If he takes care of the sparrows, he'll take care of you. Not the way you want to be taken care of. The way God thinks is perfect and you're just going to have to trust him. Amen? Amen? That might mean long-suffering. That might mean endurance. Endure to the end and God will give you the crown of life. There's no microwave Christianity around here. It's just the tree of life with no strife, even with your husband, Redeemer Jesus Christ. He loves you. He's saving you from yourself. He's saving you from the evil one. He's cleansing you from sickness and disease. He's cleansing you from fears and contracts and covenants with demons. He's going to annihilate all the works of the devil around you. Just focus on Jesus, the author and the perfecter of your faith. Perfected faith is a lot different than what they taught you in the charismatic church. I'll just tell you that right now. We're going to have to put a lot of things on the altar. I remember Bob Jones used to say, in the early 2000s, you're going to have to relearn everything you know in the charismatic church. Well, look at them. They're not willing to do it. They're not willing to start over. 
They're teaching a lot of weird stuff out there and they want to call Enoch weird. They want to call the Book of Jubilees weird. They want to call the Apocrypha weird. I tell you what, the only thing weird I'm looking at is faith in the realm of the dead. You know, you don't have to go too far on the Twitter to see how weird it is down there. Oh boy, it's bad. Now let's get vulnerable with you guys real quick and just tell you what the Holy Ghost did with me today. About 12 million things, so we're going to be here for the next 12,000 years. <laughs> but I'll summarize. <laughs> it was a jam-packed day. <laughs> Last night, wow, you can really do a thousand years work every 24 hours when you're in the glory. When you're in the realm of sin and darkness and flesh and your eyes are on yourself, it's just the, day, the hours drag on. But when you're in the realm of glory, when you're in the realm of power, in the realm of the luminaries, orbiting not on the earth dimension, but in the cosmic celestial dimension, time is way different. Whoa, way different. It feels like a thousand hours every rotation. It does. Every 24 hours feels like a thousand years. And so, I haven't seen you guys for 3,000 years. In my time. In the things that went on with me the last three days since I saw you last. It's been about 3,000 years. Think about that. When you're in the cosmos, when you're up in the heavenlies, every moment is eternity. When you're down, down on the earth, under the pressure of sin and under the pressure of Satan, under the pressure of the roots of all evil and the love of money and the working for money and the striving for men and women and the striving for money and just working by the sweat of your brow and you're under the cosmic tree of knowledge and there's just pressure on you. You know, time is a curse if you're under the curse. Woe to them who dwell in time. Sons of Iskar 19 is not under time, it's over time, or there is no time. Jesus Christ is already living in the eternity of the eternities. We just need to rise from the realm of the dead, which is rise from time. That is very, very true, and God will follow through inside you, because the Holy Spirit is timeless already. He's working in the part of you. We need to lay some foundations, sonship foundations in your spirit just to refresh you because the battle out there is pretty intense upon your souls. I can feel that and people are getting distracted and wasting time. So, Holy Spirit is timelessness. Holy Spirit is eternity. The Bible says every believer is born of eternity, born of the Holy Spirit. John chapter 3. Now, where is your mind? Is your mind in the Holy Spirit in eternity, or is it out here in time? Are you serving the curse? Are you serving the tree of life? The tree of life doesn't have any time in it. Realize that? There's no time in the tree of life. So, problem is, is we self-justify or we get deceived real easily because we don't understand what's going on. We're perishing for lack of revelation. And our mind is in all kinds of other realms that are not glory realms, that are not heavenly realms, that are not promised land realms. 
They're not even eternal realms. They're realms that have no blessing. There's realms where your mind gets distracted because you're looking in the wrong place. You're looking at the wrong person. Don't even say you're looking at me. You need to look at Jesus in me. I'm looking at Jesus in you. Do me a favor. Look at Jesus in me. Iron sharpens iron as Jesus in me sharpens Jesus in you. You're born of the incorruptible seed of the word of Jesus. So am I. Great. So let your spirit, my spirit, grow up in the tree of life and be engrafted with all of our flesh and blood into the olive tree of Israel, into Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Amen. Become the Israel of God. Become the masters of time. Become the lords of time. The lords of e Eternia. The masters of the universe. Eternia. You know, it's not a warlock thing. It's a Christian thing. I don't know how we gave time to the enemy, but he sure likes stealing our times. And so if you don't have revelation, you'll just let him steal everything in your life. The thief comes only to what? Steal. Isn't that interesting? He called the nature of all the demons thief. And then he said, they come to steal. It's like pretty repetitious. A thief comes, what do you think a thief does? Steals. But Jesus said the thief, his nature his very identity of all of his activity in the universe and in the world is one thing. The thief comes only to steal. How is the thief stealing? Through your minds. And he's playing on people's hearts, emotions too. He'll steal through secret lust. He'll steal through secret competition, envy, strife, jealousy idolatry, immorality, he'll steal through sin. That's how he steals. If you let him steal from your spirit, soul, mind, body, house, business, ministry, oh, he'll take everything you have. They've tried to steal everything from me like every month since 2006, guys. Every single month. It's just, but your spirit gets so built up where you build up treasure in heaven in your spirit, which is eternity, so he can't break in and steal. And when they break in and steal, because Jesus was stolen from by Judas Iscariot for three years, probably stole millions of dollars, millions. But his spirit got built up to the place where he could no longer steal. And what happened to the thief? Died on a noose and sent to hell for eternity. Amen? Amen. So you have to keep building your spirit until the thief dies until everything robbing you in your feelings, your emotions, your finances, your souls, and all of the selfishness and greed and sins of this world, self-consciousness is sin that's stealing from your spirit. When you're an infant in Christ, your soul is stealing from your own spirit. So you're self-destructing. Truth anyhow. So when you're religious, you're actually committing sin and murdering your own spirit because you're practicing something that's foreign to God's sperm genetics and your born-again rebirth spirit. And if you're practicing something soulish that's worldly, guess what happens? First of all, it never develops your spirit, so you'll be stuck in the curse of the fall, your entire born-again existence, like 99% of Christians out there. If you look at them, they're all beat up because they're living in the wrong dimension. They're living in the external dimension of shadows and death. The Bible calls that dimension hell. 
ruled over by the Satans. But if you bring your mind into Christ in you and realize the glory and go from glory to glory by the transfiguration of the renew in your mind, and this temple becomes a temple of heaven with no mixture, if the eye be single, the body be full of light, so that you're always in heaven on the inside, now you have the ability to terraform the outside, which is called an apostolic Christian, and you're not an apostle. You're just an apostolic, basic believer in Jesus. So we need to get back into basic Christianity, which we don't even have in America yet, because American Laodicean Christianity has deceived our minds to look for solutions on the outside realm with the solution the Bible teaches is Christ in your spirit and out of your belly flows rivers of heavenly glory of the third heaven to flood the natural realm of death and shadows and demons and idolatry and immorality of Molech and Pan and the red dragon all throughout you and all around you. You have the ability to transform the earth into the crystal sea by the power of the Holy Ghost are already within you and me. The issue is we're connected to some other stuff and then self-justifying, defending ourselves. I didn't know. <laughs> I deal with people, man, that just constantly screw up and they have an excuse every single time while they can't ever do anything right. It's like self defense against sanctification and the angels of purification that are trying to transform your soul into Christ. Not even your spirit, but Christ within your spirit. If you transform your spirit, it's still spirit of a man. That ain't good enough. That still bears the image of birds, beasts, and reptiles. You need to be transformed into the image of Jesus Christ, who is God. You can't be transformed into the image of your spirit. You have to put the word in your spirit and transform your mind into the image of Jesus. If you get into your spirit, realize your spirit, well, you're the same as the witches and the warlocks, and they all get into selfishness and self-justification. Everyone's their enemy. You get into the highest level of pride, which is living for your spirit. Archangel Uriel over all people on earth who sin with their spirits it is written which means it's a whole classification of people who learn the iniquities of sinning in the spirit with the satans which many charismatic christians do just all the time mostly in ignorance but they can feel something off with it so they actually love their father the devil that's why you see all this kind of murder come out of so many charismatic believers when you actually practice true purity and you're living for Christ in your spirit and you're living for the renewal of your mind to bear the image of Christ and not just your spirit. Amen. It's totally other. We're going after what? Jesus image bearing. We're going after bearing the image of God the Father's righteousness and glory. I'm, I'm not even interested in my spirit. I'm not interested in my soul. I'm not interested in my mind. I'm not interested in my body. I'm not interested in anything. When you get to start seeing Jesus and start seeing the Holy Ghost and start seeing the archangels and start seeing God the Father on His throne and the realms that He lives in, 
you'll be so consumed, consumed and transfixed with your feelings and emotions and desires that nothing else will satisfy. You can't even think about anything else. But the Father still possess you, and you automatically be as good at everything as God the Father is, which is the real evidence that you're seeing the living God and not some counterfeit. Truth, anyhow. Everyone that saw God in the Bible became the best at everything they did in the external natural realm, where it's just effortless to have a clean house. It's just effortless to have perfect kids. Now, that sounds crazy to half of you because you can't imagine that, but that's the truth anyhow. Everything gets into the order of righteousness when you're seeing God the Father in reality and not in fantasy. You can see God the Father in fantasy, which is what the demons really want to bewitch you in. So you're just seeing him in your own imagination, in your own brain. That ain't God. That's you in vain imagination. Angels of light want you to think you're seeing Jesus, want you to think you're seeing the Father. But where's the fruit? Still lazy? No excellence? Your life looks like a rat's nest? Can't hold a job? Never have enough money? All these problems that you see constantly, people, none of that exists when you're seeing God on the throne in all of his fire, in his blazing glory. The blazing glory changes you at a DNA level so that you're automatically good at everything you do because the Father's the best at everything he does. If you're bad at anything, what's the issue? A lack of knowing God the Father in that whole area of your life. And you might have strengths, and you certainly have weaknesses. I have strengths, I have weaknesses, you have more. It's true. Until you have strength in all your soul, and have the Father's ability in all your soul, and are the best at everything in the world, whether it is managing a Fortune 500 business, whether it's managing a $50 million like Iris Ministries, Heidi Baker Ministry that has three airplanes, a jet, two helicopters, and 10,000 churches, and 1,500 houses. And it, your, your monthly budget is $20 million just to pay bills. But you're excellent in it. Come on now. Get a big picture. God the Father is a big God that is excellent and perfect at everything. In many ways, Elon Musk demonstrates that excellence in business and lazy Christians just mock him. Tell you what, a lot of the wicked learned principles of righteousness in order to have success in the natural realm. There's wicked in ministry, but they have $10 million ministries, they have a book publishing company, they have a staff of 25 people, they pay $500,000 in bills every month of all of their staff, all of their buildings, all of their cars, all of their cell phones, all of their utilities, all of the housing, all of the food. But there's an excellence to management in the realm of the natural. The mystics of the glory realm have to learn the natural excellence of management that so many of the sorcerers have already learned and are managing millions and hundreds of thousands. So let that challenge you to learn the excellence that you've carried on the inside as prophetic temples because there's a lot of prophets around here, a lot of prophetic people around here. But now take all of that prophetic energy, all of that prophetic wisdom, all of that realm of Elijah, 
and Elijah's power and Elijah's ability in you. Whirlwind power, rivers of power, rivers of purity, all of it, and use it in the realm of the natural for practical excellence to advance the kingdom in the realm of the dead. A lot of people just get overfed and don't do anything. I like what Bobby Connor said last week on his Twitter. Preparation without performance is deception. You see, you know, we're so bewitched around here. We think performance is a bad thing. Performance is, I will show you my faith by my works. Book of James, it is written. And if you don't have excellent works, your faith is demonic. It is written. You have demonic faith in this whole Janice sloth realm of drunken glory slobbery everywhere with self-justification. I've done excellent works. We've always refined this. We've always built this up. We've five to seven days of broadcasting with fresh bread from heaven since 2006. In 2006, I'd pray eight hours a day and minister eight hours every single night. 16 hours of day of work every single day for the first two and a half years of Red Letter Ministries. But a lot of people don't understand the excellence of Levi, the excellence of full-time ministry, and they just look and they judge, and they have these demons on their head. They give them all kinds of squirmy, weird opinions about everything, and so they just sit out there and they never grow in Christ. It's just like getting fat and fat, and you just get slaughtered one day by a devil because you never did anything with the teaching. What did Elisha do when he got the teaching directly from Elijah? He took the teaching, it was imparted into his spirit, he struck the Jordan River, and it parted, and Israel proclaimed, The Spirit of Elijah is with Elisha! Everyone saw the works, and it was a demonstration of faith and the anointing that this person is a prophet sent by God. Amen? which means your works are a living epistle. Good Holy Ghost temple works. And there are millions and millions of works of Book of Acts, part one, part two, and part three, still to be done in this generation. In your infancy, you'll do the works of the Holy Spirit. When you're young men and young women in Christ, which is about age 12 of your spirit and angelic ability at age 12, you begin to do the works of the Lamb. I don't think we've ever even seen the works of the Lamb because I don't think we're God-inside-minded enough to develop the Spirit even to Jesus Christ, age 12, which the Bible says when he was at the temple doing his father's business. Wouldn't you know, woman, that I'd be about my father's house, my father's business, my father's priesthood? That's what Jesus, the Messiah, said to Mary and Joseph, who were not, in fact, his parents. They weren't. Mary birthed him, but his parents were the Holy Ghost and God the Father, and at 12, he fully realized it. But the Holy Ghost humbled him and said, you just submit to them for a time, and I'm going to release you in about 18 years. We're going to come back here in 18 years, Jesus, and we're going to fix this nation. We're going to fix the whole world, past, present, and future. And so the Bible says, And he submitted to them, and Mary treasured these things in her heart. Humility and obedience. Father's business, even as young men and young women in Christ, 
with an angel operating in you that's your real new creature in Christ at the level of age 12 Jesus Christ spiritual ability is still a young lad. That's where we're going to try to bring all of you this season. We can mature. Some of you have been born again 20, 30, 40 years, but you haven't done it in the development of your spirit, which means you're buried in knowledge. You're buried in Gnosticism, which is dead knowledge that's killing you. You're buried in information, worldly Christianity, theology, doctrine, stuff that's just in your brain. You know, Saul of Tarsus had the whole Bible memorized, didn't do him any good. He was going around killing Christians. Reading the Bible and having the information of the Bible and studying the Bible and doing that all in the flesh and the heart and then the brain and then being emotional about it is self-deception. You're just becoming Pharisees. It's only in the development of your spirit, separate from your soul by the Word of God, the two-edged sword that the Spirit wields, Hebrews 4.12, and the building up of the spirit of the inner man. Is there any eternal value at all in your activity? So when you're young in the Lord, when you're one month old in the Lord, the day you're born again, the day you ask Jesus in your heart and you're recreated, Lord Jesus, come into my heart and He comes into your spirit. Now, build up your spirit. Don't get into soulishness and bewitchment. Galatians 3, 1 through 3, you just joined the Laodicean church of worthless Christianity in America. It's worthless. It'll all be annihilated. It has no value. What has value is your spirit in Christ. The rest of it will burn and it won't even go to heaven. Almost everything you know about American Christianity is not going into the kingdom age. Is not going to be saved. It's not from God. It's from man. And a lot of it is actually from Stan. Man and Stan. Truth and hell. We have tradition in the charismatic church. There's tradition in prophecy and they'll call it protocol Woo! some of the highest level pharisees i've ever seen in my life that all turned on me and murdered me they called me a dragon worshiper all kinds the weirdest things you've ever seen the traditions of the prophetic the protocol of the prophetic that's not even protocol at all it's not the river of elijah it's not the freedom of elijah it's not the power and the witness of elijah it's just jezebel it's self-inspiration. She who calls herself a prophetess, but is not, Jesus Christ said in the red letters of Revelation 2. That's the highest level of deception. Because then you're self-justifying why you're not perfect, but you're prophetic now. So now I'm just puffed up with prophetic pride, which means I'm like the most powerful demons that fell from heaven. Which is really what happens to a lot of people when they come into the charismatic church. Not all the time, and it's not all bad. I'm not throwing out the baby with the bathwater, but it's a baby. The pastors are babies. The teachers are babies. The teaching is a baby level of teaching, and that's mostly what we need. But when they mature, when the inner man gets to three, four, or five, we need some solid food. If you're a good parent, you start giving them solid food of what, two, three, four, five? Cut them up a steak when they're four or five. You can anything on the barbecue they can eat. They got teeth, baby teeth, but they still got teeth. And they better be carnivores because you don't want to raise little hippie vegans, amen? Nothing worse than that. The grazing boys as girls or something around here. Oh, hallelujah. Ha 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 ha. Real funny guy. 
Little wussies. Little wussy boys. Listen, man. Raise boys to be men and girls to be women of righteousness. Oh my goodness. We're gonna get so good at this. A lot of this is experimentation here, and we're like in a petri dish. And so all, every mistake you can make, this group's already made, in order to get perfected in training up ourselves, our houses, and others that come after you. I know every single one of you that will get the training that God the Father desires for your spirit, to get your heart out of the way, get your brain out of the way, and just develop that spirit to the angel of the Lord, the maturity of the nine angelic races that's in your Yahweh class, born again spirit, born of God, born of Yahweh, is what's written in John 3. You're not born of some kind of earthly God. You're not born of a second heaven God. You're born of Yahweh third heaven God. Woo! Which means when you grow up, there won't be any difference between you and dad on the throne in ability, in wisdom, in creativity, in genius, all of that. Every single one of you born of God. Now it's just mature your spirit. So we're in that toddler stage, most of us. Some of us are becoming four, five, six years old. Some are a little more mature. And it's not about just, oh, I'm more, I'm a higher age than you. Get that Indian strafe out of you. Remember James and John? Who's going to sit at his left and right in your kingdom? It's just stupid competition. Listen, evidence if there's competition, you're not even in the spirit, you're in the flesh. Envy and strife is evidence that you're not in the Holy Spirit, you're not growing your spirit, you're in the flesh, and everything in your life is backwards, upside down, selfish, and satanic. Just repent. You probably need to do a three-day water fast and get Satan out of you because you're totally lost. Get your soul and your brain focused on spiritual development and value eternal things. And examine your spirit to see your faith. It is written. That's a healthy thing. I want to see how much the eternal part of me has developed. I remember when I was born again, I wasn't lying to people. I said, I am a fresh little baby, and I'm so excited to be a little baby, 18 years old, born again, and I felt like a newborn baby. And I proclaimed it to all the men in the program at Minnesota Teen Challenge. I'm a little baby in Christ now. And the pastors are rejoicing. The staff's rejoicing. Half the brothers were rejoicing because they're no strife amongst them. The other half, they don't care. They all left and went back and smoked crack. Went back into sin. But about half of them, born again and sincere. And it's celebrating the victories over Satan. Celebrating the victories over death in the grave. Celebrating the victories over rebellion and methamphetamines. Acid, marijuana, alcoholism, cocaine, every drug, violence gang activity, all the dumb, stupid stuff. There was celebration over sin and rebellion big time when people would get delivered. I had comradeship in Minnesota Teen Challenge. I had a band of brothers. If anyone was getting sick, they'd pray and they'd get healed. This is my first two years as a Christian from 99 to 2001. We were in revival. You can ask Rich Sherber. You can ask... Uh, sure be long. You could ask Brother Earl Gilchrist. For two years, 99 to 2001, there was deliverance on the Teen Challenge men's floor, signs, miracles, and wonders. All kind, The physical manifest glory of God, Brother Earl come up on the floor. He'd be glowing. If people were faking it, 
just to get out of going to jail, adjudicated, court ordered, they would literally run to their rooms out of fear of God that was beaming out of the prophet Earl Gilchrist, former pimp and gang leader from Omaha, Nebraska, who got saved doing 18 years for manslaughter for killing one of his hoes. And the hoes' dad was a pastor, and the pastor came to him in prison after he killed his daughter by pimping her out and said, Brother Earl, or Earl, I forgive you. He broke, gave his life to Jesus on the spot for 18 years. That pastor discipled him when he was released, went into full-time ministry. That's the man of God, Brother Earl Gilchrist, who discipled me almost every day for two years. And I was a mess. He spent six months casting demons out of me when I first went into that program. Woo! Then I got baptized in the Holy Ghost, speaking in tongues. Oh, hallelujah. It was awesome. So, I mean, I understood comradeship amongst soldiers, amongst warriors, amongst former killers and gangsters and drug dealers and crackheads. And it was real. And it was not fake. And that was the foundation of my Christianity. So it was rock solid. There was just nowhere to go after that two years. I was just like, this is the kingdom of heaven. I was born and raised in the kingdom of heaven. It was awesome. Went to Bible college in 2001, North Central University. Got a full ride scholarship from the Veterans Affairs because my dad's a Vietnam vet, plus the Assemblies of God and Teen Challenge. Both of them came together and they gave me so much money that I had like $7,000 of spending money every month while I'm in Bible college. They gave me like 10,000 between those two entities. It was like 10,000 a month for housing, for all my credits, taking 24 credits a semester, working at Old Spaghetti Factory four days a week, you know, four to eight hours a night, and had all at working, making money, had all this stuff, all this going, learning responsibility, learning how to communicate with all the different people at the Old Spaghetti Factory. Bible college, as religious as it was, and I've given them a hard time because they ended up kicking me out even before I was drunk in the spirit just for being a David Hogan-style Christian. They can't handle even David Hogan. They freaked out, man. It was intense how demon-possessed Jezebel was in the Pentecostal Assemblies of God denomination. And so that whole denomination has completely rejected the apostolic. And they're accursed for it. And so they have no future. But it still was a time of awesome learning. And I wasn't perfect in Bible college, but God used everything for perfect wisdom in Bible college. It was basically my foundational years of being three in the Lord to being like seven or eight in the Lord, to being a young man in the Lord. And during those foundational times, I learned excellence in the marketplace how to manage every type of person under the sun. Every nation would come through downtown Minneapolis, Old Spaghetti Factory. They'd give me 48 tables every night. And it was awesome making $250 to $350 in cash tips every night. And so I had a lot of money to manage. And I had all kinds of tables and all kinds of just natural organization in the realm of the natural. And that, those lessons in the communication with all the nations streaming through downtown right next to the old Metrodome. So you'd have all the events and it'd be packed for every event. I mean, there'd be an hour wait every time. And you deal with every nation under the sun. That was more valuable than all the Bible learning in Bible college. 
I just, if you are an infant in Christ and you have a foundation of salvation, you've overcome drugs and alcohol, and you got basic level sanctification and purification in your heart, soul, mind, and strength, get a serving job. If you're a young person, a lot of Gen Zers, millennials out there, learn how to serve with excellence. That was the only way for me to grow in my adolescence in Christ. Truth anyhow. I would have never have learned communication. I would have been this strange Bible-thumping mystic, not being able to communicate mysteries, but that was my training, like Moses learning how to talk with a speech impediment, which just means he couldn't communicate the mysteries of, div of divinity that he was experiencing in the heavens with Jesus Christ on the mountain. How am I even going to talk to Pharaoh about 40 years of crazy signs and wonders in the wilderness? Nobody's going to believe me. I, have a, I can't even communicate these things, he complained to God. God says, as you go and speak, it's going to get fixed. He learned how to talk. It wasn't just an automatic, you know, kissing Jesus on his seamless garment. Oh, I'm instantly healed. I'm a perfect communicator. It was years of training, learning how to talk with the Israelites. He was terrible in communication with them. They didn't want to follow him. You're going to kill us like you killed the Egyptian. He didn't know how to talk. You have to learn how to talk. That's not optional. You can't just be secluded. I'm an introvert. No, you're isolated. Your spirit hasn't come out yet. You're not introverted. It's just that Christ and you have not yet teamed up in your spirit to speak out of your spirit. Your spirit doesn't know how to talk yet. That's true of every single person after they're born again. What's even worse is we go back into the soul and the flesh and then speak out of the flesh. Like, I'm a great communicator out of the flesh. That's not Christianity. That's Satan. It's worldly wisdom. Christianity, the, the Bible says, the Apostle Paul, that infants in Christ do not know how to talk yet so in order to mature out of one two three year old this is how you'll come out of just pooping your diapers all the time you can't stay one or two in the lord how to go from one and two of the lord to three four five six and seven which is like everyone in the audience right here and everyone watching almost all of you have not taken these steps yet to mature your spirit this is eternal value don't think it's insignificant this is developing the eternal realm of your eternal spirit to go from one and two infants in Christ to three, four, five, six, and seven requires you to learn how to speak out of your born again spirit. So whatever you're doing, if you're in a house and you're just doing raising kids, if you're in the marketplace and you're going to jobs, understand this is the eternal value of these years and you don't want to wander around the mountain and just be stuck at that level for the next 20 years you have to learn how to talk out of your eternal spirit that's the age you go from two years old as a spirit a two-year-old jesus jesus didn't know how to talk either so don't feel bad about it jesus came as a one-celled organism he had to learn how to talk aramaic how to speak Hebrew, probably learned Latin and Greek and everything else too. He, you know, I'm sure those genetics of the Holy Spirit were so genius. He was the smartest person in Israel. If you read Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, they've studied the words of Jesus. It's like the highest 
level IQ of any person that's ever lived. Even though the vocab is simple, they've studied the IQ of the red letters and it's the most intelligent documented IQ ever recorded. Truth in So it's not about just fancy big words, supercalifragilisticexpialidocious. Wow, man, that's a major mature ministry. They know a 27 letter word. They put that in Webster's too, just for Mary Poppins. Isn't that funny? You guys alive out there? Praise God. Well, it's about spiritual intelligence and speaking from spirit. Albert Einstein, everyone's heard of him. Einstein said, direct quote, Mediocre minds have always been, have always violently opposed great spirits. Einstein himself credited spirit, the spirit of man and the spirit of woman, as the only genius part of the nations and mankind. Hello? The spirit part of you is your only intelligent part of you. The rest of it's just flesh, it's animal. Just easily manipulated by demons. Come on. Truth in the So if you want to grow from two to three, you have to focus on... What does the two-year-old do? Play and eat. What do they eat? Usually milk. Everything at Joel's Bar, you can puree it and drink it. That's why it's called bar. It's a bar for babies. It's a baby's bar. Glory fetus syndrome. Which means you come out of the umbilical cord, you get a new umbilical cord right in your mouth, a silver cord of the silver wisdom of Jesus Christ made our wisdom, it is written. Liquid wisdom. You can be fed sonship liquids, liquid lightning. Remember, I was born in lightning. I started day zero in liquid lightning in the throne room of the third heaven of God the Father when I was zero. Which means you don't have to be a big, mature, seven-year-old in Christ, a second-grader, third-grader in Christ, of the size and the ability of your inner man's angel to do these things. You can be born there, but then now you have to learn to develop there and stay there, which would be all the years afterwards. And you have a million distractions, especially if you're born in Zion. If your brain is aware of how much your spirit was regenerated in the third heaven, you'll have awesome attacks against your life. They'll try to kill you probably every day. But if your brain wasn't aware of any regeneration and it's just I'm living like an animal after I'm born again in carnal Christianity, Laodicean, take a nap, church, and the spirit isn't being built up and I've, I've never even developed my spirit and there's zero God inside mindedness and we're just all bewitched around here and being God inside minded and laying hands on your belly is weird. If you're that far gone from original apostolic book of Acts, Apostle John Christianity, you basically have to start over because you've only learned Laodicean Christianity that's not even based on out of your belly flows rivers, John 7:38. I remember showing people 20, 30 years old in the charismatic church, the King James Version of John 7, 38. They couldn't believe the Bible said out of your belly. The bewitchment to themselves was astonishing. Some of you people out there are just astonished by how deceived you are spending your whole life in church, even charismatic church. And you just are astonishingly God outside minded, the most bewitched people with all the stuff but still have never built up your own spirit. There's nothing worse than being around the charismatic activity 
but not developing your spirit because that's iniquity hello being around the high-level prophetic being around like Bob Jones being around white eagles great eagles great prophetic stuff but not building up your inner man and not living out of the inner man not living out of the rich treasury glory not living out of the temple of the holy spirit not living out of father's throne in your own spirit not living out of the throne of the lamb not living out of the river crystal clear and sparkling and just having your consciousness on external christian things you know how normal that is in charismatic pentecostal christianity i'll tell you the truth because i had to go to hundreds of churches when i was in the ag ag bible college five years and then teen challenge ag for two years before that so seven years in the assemblies of god denomination so we went to hundreds and hundreds of churches hundreds i didn't hear a single one god inside minded we're talking about zero percent god inside minded even the ones that were more fringe that would bring in like glory stream ministers they still were bewitched there was no, still no development of the inner man it was all just Let's get into the stuff. And there was a mixture in that. There was a sincere desire in that. I'm not condemning the desire. I'm not condemning the zeal. What I am exposing is the lack of revelation of the development of the last temple, which is your bodies and understanding the plumbing of out of your belly flows rivers. If the temple is not sanctified by the angels of sanctification and purified by the angels of purification, we're not even in the new covenant. We're like an ex old covenant, external Christianity, trying to figure out how to have success from come Holy Spirit instead of out of our belly flows rivers of the Holy Spirit. Trozenia. So we have not been using what God's been given to us properly. Mismanagement is the reason for Gehenna in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John amongst believers. Almost all of Jesus of Nazareth's parables in the red letters of Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John were about management. Management, management, management. We need to learn how to manage what God has placed in our spirit. You manage it on the outside with knowledge of the treasure house on the inside. Repent means return to your first love. I have this one thing against you. You've gotten bewitched. Church of Revelation, Church of Asia Minor, Church of the 21st century. You've gotten bewitched. You have put your brain into realms that are not the source of the springs of the waters of life. And so they're lifeless realms. You'll go into those realms, pray, 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 fast and pray, fast and pray. Cover your mouth with duct tape. Get 100,000 people out here. Sing praise and worship songs. 100,000 bewitched people that don't even know where the Holy Spirit comes from. Out of your belly flows rivers of the Holy Spirit. You only need one righteous man to raise the standard and flood Sodom, the Bible says. But because righteousness and the last day temple of the Ezekiel 47 of your bodies being the temple of the river of life is unknown right now in Christianity, it takes a million people to face like one warlock, to face George Soros, to face the Rothschilds, Rockefellers, and the 13 crown families of the Illuminati of Europe. And we're just losing and getting the snot kicked out of us because we are so mega bewitched. God wants you to be mega revelated, mega levitated, and mega 
manifested at elevations of angelic ability where one of you in the heavenlies can cover an entire planetary system. Like Jesus, the angel of the Lord who did it in the Old Testament. He's looking for brothers and sisters. He's not going to do it. He's not. Creation doesn't long for Jesus. It longs for Jesus' brothers and sisters. Romans 8, it is written, the mature manifesting sons and daughters of the living God that come into the weos, which is the government of the cosmos, of understanding the empowerment of the celestial garments and how to use them to cover planetary systems and terraform them apostolically. Come on now. Okay. Truth or nail. Don't go to sleep. Jesus, shake everything that can be shaken from these trees. Burn the trees down that are from different seed lines, for only the seed line of the tree of life, of the third heaven of the Garden of Eden, of God the Father's garden, to grow up in these spirits, and let their flesh and blood be engrafted into that tree. Amen. Let your DNA be engrafted into God's genetics, the tree of life. He wants to do it at a universal level for you. As you get engrafted into the God of the ages, the God of the universe, the God of heaven. You know, in the Old Testament, they always called him the God of heaven. We're like down here in the God of the earth, but it doesn't work down here because we're not in the heavens. So we need to know the God of the heavens. We need to understand the things in the heavens. We need to understand how they correspond to our hearts and our brains and our bodies and our spirits and our angelic abilities. And we need to get all the darkness out of us. We need to get all the bewitchment and all the all of the liquids of the Satans. That's what it is. They're liquids. Remember, and around trees, heaven waits the bride. They go down into the depths of the black raven. And that chapter is great for Revelation if you read it again. It's called the, the Realm of the Raven and the Black Raven. It's Lucifer, now Satan. They're the chief Satan of all the Satans. That the Bible just calls the devil, but it's important to know their names. He calls himself Lucifer. We know he's not because he doesn't bring any light. He only brings darkness pretending to be light. He's a thief. Okay? All the light he has is stolen from your inheritance and your crown of life, your crown of stars, your cosmic crowns. So when you mature into the cosmos, he doesn't have anything to steal anymore. And his whole system is destroyed when a people mature in the path of Enoch. So what's most important now is those foundations of purifications, the angels of purification, the angels of presence, and the working of the angels in your angel part of you. Angel like sons of God, man was created to be like the angels. He was never to know sin, book of Enoch says, exactly like the angels. Man was created to be exactly like the angels and to not work in the dust and the dirt. All of that is just coming out of the curse of the fall. Learning how to speak is the reverse of the curse. Living by the fruit of your mouth instead of the sweat of your brow. So if you never learn how to talk, you just submit to the curse your entire lives. And you'd be a two-year-old when you're you know, 80 years old in Christ because you never learned how to talk out of your spirit. You never learned how to speak out of the fruit of your lips, which is the reverse of the sweat of your brow. He wants to take you from the level you're at now in higher and higher realms. That's why you see so many successful businessmen. They start with hard labor, 
working 70 hour, 80 hour weeks, doing the jobs, the construction, the business, whatever it is, blue collar, white collar, it don't matter. It's the same principle across the board. And they get to a place where they are not doing so much of the sweat grunt work, but they're managing it with their mouths. That is symbolic of maturity, but it's also literal of all maturity, of all things in the universe. But you have to do it the right way. If there's any laziness or any greed or covetousness, your heart condemns you before God. So you, you can't accelerate by just wanting it. You accelerate by developing it in your spirit and peeling back the accursed part of you from your heart through the circumcision of heart and the circumcision of your mind so that the maturity of Jesus Christ who can talk the word of God is formed on the inside of you. So that's the path of righteousness. Anyone that goes any other way is a thief and a robber and lazy and a cruel and an evil uh, person who's mismanaging like the landowners and like the tenant, tenants and the parable of the talents and all of those principles in scripture is because people want to take shortcuts instead of develop their spirit and deal with one-year-old Jesus, two, three, four, five, six, and you can't skip any maturity of your spirit. So the temptations of Satan and his angels upon all of you is to skip the actual development of the maturing of your spirit. His name in the scripture is what? Father of spirit. So he's only fathering the spirit part of you. And to get into some kind of false maturity, some kind of false success. If I can just get into this level of business, I can retire and have more time to read your Bible. You're as deceived as it gets. You need to spend all your time developing your spirit because if you get into any self-promotion, you forfeit all eternal value in your spirit. Self-promotion will destroy your souls. Self-promotion is lifting yourself up. The Bible says that's the only way to never climb the mountain of the Lord after you're born again. Self-lifting. Who can climb the mountain of the Lord? He has clean hands, pure hearts, and has not lifted himself up. Self-lifting is the forfeit of all Jesus Christ's inheritance in your lives. And people do it left and right in Babylon the Great through sorcery, witchcraft, fallen angel activity, through religion, and then self-justify and then attack the real prophets who never self-promote. And you see that like everywhere because Babylon the Great is a place of total self-lifting and total selfishness. And all the temptations that are trying to seize you is for the selfishness of self-promotion and self-lifting. It's a false victory. It's a false maturity. And it will deceive you and your family, but it won't deceive any real prophet. And you'll never get away with it with God, the Holy Spirit, or the holy angels. But you can live in a facade with the angels of light that deceive. And you'll have a whole army of there that will pat you on the back because you forfeited your destiny. And now you're a fake Christian like them. And that's the truth anyhow. We need the real tree of life that's costly. No, the only thing that has value in the realm of the natural is stuff that has worth and cost. The thief comes only to steal what is costly. That's why Red Letter Ministries is surrounded by thieves since 2006. Because this is very extremely expensive, costly oil that I walk in. It's sonship oil. It's priceless. You cannot put millions and billions and trillions of dollars, quadrillions of dollars of economic buying power in this anointing. It's priceless. They've tried to buy it many, many times. We'll offer all kinds of TV shows and sell out to Babylon. What will it take for you to sell out? And we've passed all those tests. Many, 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 many tests. Many, 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 many years ago. Now it's time for you to pass yours 
and our job is to coach you through them to develop your spirit in the way of the Lord, which is a way of success, which is a way of prosperity, which is a way of purity, but it's the way of developing your spirit in all the rings of the tree of life and all the ages of the Christ, zero to 33. And at 33, you're the maturity of all nine angelic races at once in one Yahweh being. You're an angel of the Lord in the full capabilities of God the Father himself. And I'm not there yet, but that's I see where we're going. That's where all of our spiritual growth is going. I'm 23 as an angel. It's true because I was born 23 years ago. And I remained in my spirit, spirit conscious, feeding my spirit, living out of my spirit, training my spirit, learning how to talk out of my spirit, and developing my spirit's ability only since I was saved. That's been the only priority in my life since I was born again and saved. So that's how we got here to a place of actual substance and maturity of the angelic realms. And at certain levels of your spirit, God will just send legions of angels. God will send prophets and apostles alongside you. All kinds of people, helps, ministry of helps, ministry of gifts, ministry of finances, ministry of all kinds of governmental realms of God. And it just builds you up to give you the responsibilities of your current age of wisdom and righteousness and holiness and purity and angelic ability of your inner man. And so... We are built up now to a place in my spirit and you're, you need to learn all these things too. And you are. People will say, I'm too young to hear this stuff. Put it into your spirit. Your spirit has Yahweh in it. Your spirit is born of Yahweh and your spirit is a son and a daughter of Yahweh. Your spirit's actually only a son of Yahweh, but God has daughters too. They're called daughters of Zion in scripture called brothers and sisters everywhere in the New Testament. So it's totally okay. It's totally biblical. She's called the bride in Revelation. So it's, it's totally fine to use that terminology. Don't be religious, but be accurate. Be razor sharp. Amen. And so learning how to not have a cow and to just chill out, enjoy the ride, eat right for your blood type, have heavenly delight, and get out of earth's blight into the heavenly glory and learn how to stay there by your spirit's ability and we need to learn more mature things you will bear forth the fruit of whatever food you are taking into your spirit now half the people i've watched over the years don't even allow it to go into their spirit because if it goes in your spirit that means it costs you your soul when it hits your spirit the price you pay for the anointing is the soul dissolving into the spirit the woman had to sink down into the sea, Revelation 18, which means the woman in prophetics represents the soul, your soul, your heart, your brain, your bones. They have to dissolve into the sea. So there is a price. It's simply giving up the deceived, dead, prideful, lust-filled, demonic, animal DNA part of you that's worthless garbage and junk and not being deceived by the demon's temptations thinking it's something special. I'm special in my 70 root nations of the Tower of Babel. I'm special in my ethnicity. Well, the Bible says dash the ethnicities to pieces like pottery. Where DNA are nations. Dash the nations with an iron scepter to pieces like pottery. We sit here and boast in the realm of the flesh. We need to boast in the realm of Jesus Christ's genealogy. 
in the 14 plus 14 plus 14 evergreens of the generations of the tree of life that you're engrafted into of the genealogies of the gospel of Luke which is your generations of where you Gentiles are going into the tree of life through Messiah through Messiah to become the Israel of God the olive tree truth anyhow Galatians 6 to the Israel of God Galatians were Greeks that's why Paul was stoned by the Jews because he was engrafting Greeks heathen Gentiles and the Jewish racists were beating up Paul stoning Paul having Paul arrested because he was saving Gentiles and engrafting them into Israelites not this Israelite down here not your black Israelites not this goofy stuff literally the olive tree of Abraham Isaac and Jacob and the constellations and the inheritance of Jacob and the finances and the song of Moses and all the giftings of the 12 tribes of the blessings of Moses and the blessings of Elijah and all the promises to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob and to all Israel, he was sharing with Greeks. And they were infuriated. Even Peter played the hypocrite and separated from giving that same inheritance to Gentiles. And Paul had to rebuke him to his face. So it's an ethnicity war it's a race war it's a seed war it's a dna war and when you get into the olive tree understanding it through messiah sharing it with you king of the jews giving the gospel and the salvation of all the promises of abraham isaac and jacob to the gentiles you become more jewish than all the jew the jews around you and in the world and in israel and in europe and in Moscow, and in St. Louis Park, and in Fifth Avenue, and all the Hasidic Jews in New York City, and all the Hasidic Jews in Los Angeles, and all the Jewish stuff in the world, you begin to get an inheritance with the olive tree. Amen. And this is what infuriates the Kabbalists, who tried to keep the inheritance through Jewish sorcery, only to the Jewish race and even turning Gentiles into sorcerers to share in the Jews inheritance through the checkerboard of Freemasonry that's why you can't have sorcery without Judaism hello it's all a racial war understand that but real Christianity ends the race wars real Christianity gets the heavenlies through Enoch Enoch was before there was a Jew Abraham's the first Jew if you read the Bible Adam and Eve were not Jewish. Come on. Enoch was not Jewish. Jewish. Jared was not Jewish. There was no Jewish law. There was no Jews. There was no nation. You're being engrafted into Enoch, to Adam and Eve. Salvation comes through the Jews, and you got to honor them. The patriarchs, you're the children of Abraham, it says in Galatians, by being children of faith. Galatians 6 also says you're the Israel of God. The Apostle John's revelation says... You're becoming the 144,000, 12 tribes of the messianic kingdom of eternal Israel. And it's the truth anyhow. Come on now. This is how you get your inheritance. Some of you really wanted to break through into these realms of success. Success is given to the Jewish race 
and Jesus is king of the Jews, and he's opened the door into all the inheritance of the Jews, all their stars, the sun and the moon, Enoch, all their scriptures. Remember where the book Enoch came from? Israel, Jerusalem, Dead Sea Scrolls, Hebrew, Aramaic. All of the promises to Israel are shared with you so that you can have them working in your lives. Doesn't mean you need to learn Hebrew. Doesn't mean you need to go on a trip to Israel. It means you need the inheritance of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Otherwise, you're totally screwed and you're going to live in the garbage dumps and have no understanding of how the world really works. And most Christians, if you look at them, are in the garbage dumps. Greek word Gehenna, where the covenant people were living like dogs to the sorcerers of religion. Oh, hallelujah. This is how you destroy the sorcerers and the dogs outside the stars. The thieves of the light of the cosmos, the thieves of the light of the sun, the thieves of the light of the moon, the thieves of the light of the earth. There's light under the earth that they steal. They steal under the earth, too. Hell is a, a thief from every planetary system, every moon, every star in this world, cosmos, nine planetary systems around the sun, around the earth, really, because if you understand how it really works, it's earth and then everything on top of it going upwards. And all of them are being siphoned and steeled as sources of light from God the Father and Lord Jesus Christ because it was given, if you understand scripture, to the Jews. Jacob was what? The sun. And what was Rachel? The whole moon. And what were the 12 tribes? If you read the Bible, it says they are the 12 constellations of all the stars of heaven. That's what the Bible says now. Hallelujah. They are the stars. And that's written in the New Testament too. If you have a problem with that, just read the Bible. I saw a woman standing on the moon wearing a crown of 12 stars. So the Jews were given all the stars. The practicing of the Jewish stars, apart from Messiah, is Kabbalah, also known as the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Sorcery. That's the world system of Babylon the Great that you're dealing with and wrestling against now. And when you have revelation, understanding from a sonship level of righteousness and wisdom, it gets really stupid, simple, and stupid easy. And Jesus wants it to get stupid easy for even young Davids you know, eight years old. Here's cosmic lightning glory and you just take out demon gods in the second heavens and you just have the inheritance of Israel and you're six years old and you're eight years old and you're 12 years old and you're 22 years old and you're 32 years old and you start to get breakthroughs. You start to get inheritance. What is stealing and robbing your inheritance? Stolen light stolen ability that is belongs to jesus but jesus ain't here you're here and he gave you his spirit to take what belongs to you through faith if you just pray to jesus as an outside god you you miss the new covenant you've missed maturing jesus gave you the resources you have the blood you have the water you have the spirit you have the word you have all of everything you need to grow up in Christ as spirit beings to take back the cosmos, book of Colossians, cosmic Christ, and to be there as co-owners and rulers of the universe. 
and learning how to rule at a cosmic Christian level is not optional in our day. We're the end of the end of the end time church, which means what is required of us is what's simply written on our spirit, actual 2,022-year-old Christianity. Jesus came to earth about 2,022 years ago. Understand that now? Give or take three years. Whoopty frickin' do. Doesn't even matter what time of the year. You can get into that later. What matters is Christianity, the seed of the kingdom of God the Father through Jesus Christ, was planted in man's spirit 2,022 years ago, and God expects 2,022-year-old maturity. He does. He's a shrewd businessman. He expects what he sowed to also be reaped. And we're going to make sure he gets 2,022-year-old tree of life fruitfulness from our spiritual gardens as apostles of the end times of all believers' spirits in the world. Otherwise, we're not doing our job and we're mismanaging God's ability imparted into the earth thousands of years ago. This is prophetic responsibility. This is why we hold the standard this high and it's that serious when even only 30, 40, 50 people are watching because it's not about the numbers. Jesus had 12 and one was the devil. It's about the quality of the maturing of your spirit. If I could get 27 of you to be 23 with me, this whole world, you wouldn't have Kabbalah anymore. There'd be no red magic. There'd be no red dragon. There'd be no blood sorcery. There'd be no wars or rumors of wars. You'd have world peace. One puts a thousand of light to 10,000 divine math. 27 destroys all 200 million fallen angels in the heavens and the earth and under the earth. There's only 200 million. I heard their number. Revelation 9, it is written. Which means there's no more demonic influence over our planet or over our heavens or earth, new heavens, new earth. You only need 27 in maturity. You only need 27 over the sun. So this is why there's such a desperation to raise up maturity. It's not a desperation to build up numbers. Anybody could do that through marketing. That doesn't take any anointing. The anointing is for developing the angelic part of your inner man into the same maturity as Jesus at 1, 2, 3, all the way up to 33 when he was the exact same brilliance and outraying brightness of God the Father, the light being, in Hebrews chapter 1 it is written. Come on now! That's what we're at war for! Your spirit! And let these verses from Enoch go into your spirit and wake you up with white light, glory, Shekinah, and the very names of the stars which are attributes of God the Father. The light in these stars is the reflection of God the Father himself. And if you don't have it in your spirit, you'll never have it in your heart or your mind and you'll sleep in religion forever. So let the stars of Enoch awaken you. Enoch 14 verse 8. And the vision appeared to me thus. Behold, clouds in the vision invited me and a fog invited me and the course of the stars and lightning drove and pressed me and the winds in the vision gave me wings 
and drove me. Let these lightnings and these stars give you wings and drive you into the east. Deeper into the Holy Spirit. Deeper into the eastern Eden gate. Through the path of the order of Enoch and Jesus Christ and Elijah and Moses. Amen. Enoch 14.11 The ceiling was like the course of the stars. Now look at the portal through which you grow. The ceiling was like the course of the stars and of lightning. The narrow way. You need a vision for where your spirit's going. Deeper into the east. Deeper into the spirit. Deeper into luminary ability. Deeper into righteousness. Through all the purity of the word of God that has sanctified you by his angels today. Look at the portal. Above it was lightning and the course of the stars. Its ceiling was also a flaming fire. So you stay in the fire. You stay in the lightning. And you go from star to star. Each name of each star. The Bible says in Psalms, God named every star. Which means it's a manifestation of the Father's brightness of the name of that star that wants to pass through your spirit, that wants to be free from the curse of the fall. The stars long for the revealing of the mature ones who go into the eastern Enoch gate so they can be free from the sorcerers of Kabbalah who are destroying your nations in politics, in economies, and in militaries through communism and religion and every dumb thing that the Satans can conjure and cast upon the flesh of human beings on earth. This is the way to destroy sorcery today. Amen. And there is no other way. You must learn the path of the stars. Enoch 18.13 And there I saw a terrible thing. Seven stars like great burning mountains and like spirits that petition me. That's the 200 million. That's the fallen angels, the fallen stars inside the seven mountains of the seven-headed beasts of the Horror of Babylon of Revelation. That's all the practice of witchcraft in the world. Notice stars can be used for the seven mountains of flesh or seven stars on the right hand of Jesus for the glory of God the Father. Woo! We need star righteousness to destroy star wickedness. The angels said this is the place and the consummation of heaven and earth. It is a prison for the stars of heaven and for the host of heaven. And the stars that roll over the fire are they who have transgressed the command of God before their rising. They disobeyed their orbit. They didn't obey the Lord. So that's what sorcery is. It's when light does not glorify the Father for the Father's pleasure. So knowledge is sorcery that doesn't please the Father's light. It's a false light. Religion is sorcery. Rebellion is sorcery. It's all the practice of stolen light in your hearts and minds. It's all the curse of the fall. It's all the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Burn it out of you. And there I saw seven stars of heaven tied together to it like great mountains and flaming as by fire. It's the stars of hell and not heaven. 
These are the stars who have transgressed the command of God. Enoch 21.6 The highest transgression and are bound here till 10,000 worlds. 10,000 worlds. The number of the days of their sins shall have 10,000 ages. And the ages are accelerating. As you grow in righteousness, you accelerate the 10,000 ages, the 10,000 worlds of Enoch 21.6. Amen. Until their sins are consummated. Enoch 33 verse 3. And I saw where the stars come out from heaven, and I counted the portals out of which they come, and I wrote down all their outlets, each one according to their number and their names, their connections, their positions, their times, and their months, as the angel Uriel, who was with me, showed them to me. Through each one of these small portals, the stars of the heavens come and go every evening on the path which is shown to them. That's the stars passing through your spirit. And that radiance from the star would be prosperity for your soul and healing for your souls. You need that every day. Enoch 43.1 And again I saw lightning and the stars of heaven and I saw how he called them all by their names. And they heard him and they obeyed him. Enoch 44 verse 1 Also other things I saw in reference to the flashes of lightning, how they rise from the stars and become lightning and can leave nothing behind with them. Amen? Growing in lightning power and star angelic ability. You're ready for it. Put it in your spirit. Enoch 46 verse 7 And these are they who master the stars of heaven and raise their hands against the Most High, and tread the earth and live thereon. Notice there's a counterfeit that tries to control and steal their light for selfishness on earth. That's the Kabbalists. That's who you're at war against in the earth right now. They raise their hands against the Most High, totally stubborn, totally evil. They tread the earth and live thereon. All they're doing is injustice, and they're doing manifest injustice, and their power is in their riches, and their faith is in the gods which they have made with their own hands, and they have denied the name of the Lord Jesus Christ of spirits. And before the sun and the signs were created, before the stars of heaven were made, his name was called before the Lord of the spirits. And how the spirits are divided, and how weighing is done, and how the fountains and the winds are counted according to the power of the spirit, and the power of the lights of the moon, and that it is a power of justice and the divisions of the stars according to their names and how each division is divided. And by that oath the stars complete their courses and he calls their names and they answer him from eternity and to eternity. And he showed me all the secrets of the ends of heaven and all the repositories or treasuries of the stars and of the luminaries and whence they proceed into the presence of the holy ones enoch 71 verse 4 notice the repositories the secrets and the treasuries of the stars and the luminaries proceed into the presence of the holy ones which are mature christians it goes it passes right through your spirit 
and energizes your spirit with the names of the Father and each star and the radiance is shared with your heart and your mind and your youth is renewed like an eagle. This is the key to immortal life. Enoch 72 verse 3 And I saw six portals out of which the sun ascends and six portals into which the sun descends and the moon also rises and sets in these portals and the leaders of the stars and those led by them six in the east, six in the west and all each after the other a right also many windows to the right and to the left of these portals and the superabundance of the sun and of the stars is six days or five years each at six or thirty days and the moon recedes from the sun and the stars thirty days Enoch 74 11 and the leader of the heads of the thousands who are over all creation and over all the stars are also with the four intercalary days which cannot be separated from their places intercalendar days according to the whole reckoning of the years and these serve the four days which are not counted in the reckoning of the years so since we're into the calendar and inner calendar i want to announce that our two-week winter vacation starts christmas day christmas eve will be the last joel's bar until that second we'll get into this more tomorrow this is really the meat for this week uh the path of the stars through your spirit and immortal life passing into your hearts and minds with infinite splendor until you're living in the radiance of thousands and thousands of stars shining through your bodies so we got all week to get into this deeply i wanted to share some announcements otherwise i could be here for the next five hours last joel's bar of 2022 is going to be christmas eve that's december 24th a saturday rebecca and i are taking a two-week vacation to our family's uh, snow park at the base of a ski hill that we've been going to the last 30 years and we're gonna do snowboarding and she's gonna ski for two weeks so we got our seasons passes and it'll be our annual two-week winter vacation I want to tell you now so you guys can make plans in the community and go on a vacation do something wonderful travel uh, just do something fun go to Disneyland or something Bermuda Triangle or whatever maybe Kuwait That'd be good for you. Or Canada. Maybe just go up to the Arctic North and hug a polar bear or whatever. But you have two weeks off to do it. Amen. December 25th. And then we return the Tuesday, January 10th. So 2023 Joel's Bar will kick off January 10th at 6 p.m. So we'll be gone the 25th through the 20 through the 8th of January two weeks off that'll be absolutely awesome for everyone there's i think 750 or so broadcasts from all the different broadcasts of this house and rebecca's broadcast from her house and in the rlm tv archives gonna be a time to go over especially this fall stuff this stuff this fall is a totally different level of teaching and righteousness and maturity that has probably never been taught in the history of the world. Okay? This is a pioneering Enoch-level wisdom, Enoch-level righteousness that's practical apostolic, practical prophetic that will begin to activate in your spirit and grow your spirit. 
So you have all fall of the stuff to impart into your spirit. I would just focus on that if I were you, because it's the most powerful meat that's ever been released into the world, because we go from glory to glory of every generation. There's nothing stronger to feed your spirit available in the entire world. And we have created a feast for you. You can spend two weeks of feasting, or just watch Netflix for two weeks and just come back a lump of clay. Your choice. Amen? Well, truth anyhow. I just encourage you people to feed your spirit, get hungry in your spirit, develop your spirit, burn your souls, burn your minds, go from glory to glory in your inner man, have fun while you're growing. It's nothing better than growing your spirit because you've invested all of your time, your finances, your will, your emotions on eternal things. Therefore, you become the most joyful, peaceful, prosperous souls who have ever walked the earth. And that's what we want for all of you in the name of Jesus Christ. We still need to raise $1,500 for the walls of Kenya. We've sent over $3,100 in the last three weeks. Do not message Shadrach, did you get my money? Don't be rude. Don't be stingy. There's hundreds of people participating in this. You're part of a larger group. Please don't get weird in the money stuff. Go through leadership. Go through chain of authority given to all the links in the description and yes we're building the kingdom like we have for 23 years professionally as apostles and prophets and we just like to welcome all the new people we're grateful for you but don't get weird thinking that you're buying the kingdom that you're you're like the main part of it and that you have to make sure it all goes according to you let go and follow the apostles and prophets and stop being religious and greedy and evil and selfish and just pay your tithes give according to what god has put on your heart to give we will professionally build the kingdom that's our responsibility that's our job your job is to mature your spirit obey the spirit obey the scriptures obey in finances obey in spiritual development sin less every day and have more faith every day and you'll see the kingdom advance right through your own spirit you'll see your countenance shift you'll go from glory to glory your personality get transfigured all the same benefits of the higher angelic stuff will be transferred for your spirit as long as you're in the spirit obeying the spirit you get all the spiritual inheritance of the righteous of the order of Melchizedek which is the order of righteousness all of that's transferred through spiritual obedience from people zero all the way up to 33 but there's no one that old in Christ in the world right now they don't exist yet 23 is the oldest in Christ you have in this universe and that's the truth anyhow so we need to mature everyone up and you'll see how the whole kingdom works and it works perfectly not according to my will, my thoughts, my ideas, but God the Father's ways, God the Father's thoughts, and you're just discovering them in your generation, coming out of the grossest darkness and sorcery and selfishness of Laodicea of all time, and it will be made clear to you also as you're sanctified by the angels of purification from all idolatry and from all immorality. And your spirit will just begin to shine brighter and brighter. These stars will pass right through the purity of your spirit. 
and you'll have the excellence if you manage them well you'll go from glory to glory and radiance it'll bless your kids it'll bless your house it'll bless your neighborhoods everything will be illuminated all darkness will be driven away by simply you coming into the order of righteousness that jesus christ has already established in the order of the stars in the law of the stars in the order of the luminaries in the law of the luminaries and has yet to be fully understood or manifest yet but we're doing it now that's the season you're in by the apostolic leadership of the entire body of christ in all the nations of the world we are coming into the time of enoch's order or the order of righteousness of jesus christ and the cosmic tree of life and all nations are affected we just need people engrafted spiritually and get all the carnality all the greed and selfishness idolatry immorality by the purifying angels, by the angels of his presence, and the presence of God will intensify in your spirit as you're purified by the angels of purification and the angels of revelation. As you begin to obey with your spirit, your heart and your mind and your body will be engrafted into the tree of life. And it will get easier and easier and easier as you live for your spirit and in the invisible part of you and deny yourself, pick up your cross, and follow Christ into unknown spiritual dimensions, which the Bible calls going into the East, growing into the East, going deeper into the Spirit, further and further apart from the flesh, deeper and deeper into the Spirit until you're living only as Spirit all the time, automatically, naturally, supernatural, in Jesus' name. If you want to help with the last $1,500, click the links in the description. It says, Walls for Kenya. We'd like to raise that tonight. Um, finish those walls, glass walls. It'll be awesome. You have an investment in the revival of Africa and Kenya and the training of righteousness in the entire continent. And it's going to be very powerful. Revival will come out of Kenya. Revival will come out of Nairobi. And we want you to be a part of it. Be a part of RLM America. Revival teaching and teaching of righteousness of constant revival inside the temple has been coming out of Minneapolis since 2006, since I was in full-time ministry. And we just need the Laodicean stuff to burn off of people and come into the order of the chief apostle and apostolic maturity that's already been here for decades, but just been getting persecuted by the stubborn pride of Americans. And we need all that stubbornness, all that pride to come off of the Americans, and you'll see the whole nation lit up in revival automatically. As soon as they repent and humble themselves and come into what God has anointed and God has done and get out of self and self-lifting, self-promoted, you'll have instant revival from sea to shining sea in Jesus' name. Your finances cast the vote for this ministry. Your, where your money is is the vote for what you want as government and only voting for the government that God has picked will have any glory on it or any blessing to it or any prosperity attached to it or any angel power attached to it so give with revelation that god has anointed this ministry the red letter ministry me brandon rebecca as leaders in righteousness as chief apostles over america because it's the truth and then from that understanding and that level of agreement and humility that you've exercised in finances, the, the windows of heaven can pour you out apostolic blessings once you honor 
the apostleship, which is honoring a righteous man and getting a righteous man's reward. We want you people to get rewarded. But if you deny the apostolic, deny our actual sent authority from God as apostles, you don't get those rewards because you're in pride and denial that God has given great authority to men and women. He has given all authority of heaven and earth to us, and we are good stewards of all the universe, all the cosmos, all the sun, all the moon, and all the earth, and the nations are about to awaken and realize it and rejoice in never-ending revival in all the earth. In Jesus' name, be blessed, and we'll see you tomorrow. Amen. <laughs> Glory.